And now here's another timely yet timeless word from the Word of God from one of our services at First Baptist Church of Crawfordville. At this time, I'm going to ask uh, Travis and Teresa if they wouldn't mind uh, coming up just a second. Uh, Teresa's feeling just a little bit under the weather. That's okay. She says she can do it, so let's do it. Y'all got the back too? All right, let's, let's look. All right, Tereska is number four, which means Travis is number five. All right, you guys step right over here. Uh, you guys leave tomorrow morning for Atlanta for a flight that leaves at five something. When will you arrive back in Brno? Brno? I'm not entirely sure. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> but That's where you're headed, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, 11, 11.30. Well, it's when we land in Prague, so. Okay. And then about, by car, about two and a half hours to Brno. Okay, all right, all right. So this will be Tuesday afternoon then. Mm -hmm. All right, very good. So a 24-hour trip. Uh, you guys have some exciting news for us, right? Nobody, it, it's not going to take too many people by surprise, but you're getting married. Tell, tell us about that real quick. Yeah. Uh, so Teresa and I, um, we got engaged back in October of 2021, and we will be getting married on June 17th um, so we're excited about that and we'll be getting married in Brno Czech Republic uh, so we will be over there for the wedding and um, we're just encouraged that um, you know, Trace's family will be able to attend that and to um, be a part of the ceremony uh, beyond just our marriage but also uh, we asked our pastor if he could um, be sure to in include the gospel yeah. during our wedding ceremony. Yeah. Um, so for many members of her family, uh, that might be a rare moment for them to step into a church building. So we're excited that uh, we can also glorify God through our, through our marriage. All right. Well, you may not know this, but Lindsay, his is younger sister? Mm -hmm. Okay, I had to think for a second. Yeah, younger sister is getting married the next month, mm -hmm. right? And they're going to be coming back. Because earlier I was saying, have you got a, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, honeymoon. Have you got your honeymoon? And he goes, yeah. He said, we're going to be, you know, flying into, uh, uh, what, Cape Canaveral and leaving from there on like an eight-day cruise or whatever. And I'm thinking... Okay, you're going to go home now. You're going to go back, do that. Then you're going to go back home. Then you're going to come back. And, and I said, and I had a funny look. And he says, well, we'll be here for Lindsay's wedding. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so they're going to put off their honeymoon for a little bit. And when they come back for the wedding, they're going to, it's going to be a twofer, right? You're going to knock out your honeymoon and be, be at your uh, sister's wedding. That's great. Now, I want you to tell us real quick uh, just about your education, where, yeah. where you're at and what you're, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so currently, I'm studying uh, cultural sociology. There oh, I go. see. Yeah. Has to be really close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so cultural sociology at Mazarak University in Brno. Um, it's my master's program because uh, one of the criteria to get a visa and to be in the Czech Republic right now was to have a student visa. That was one of the few visas you could get uh, during COVID restrictions and whatnot. So, yeah. Um, decided to go ahead and continue my education um, with that. And my background is in global studies, which is uh, a way for us to say missions. Without saying missions. Without saying missions, mm -hmm. right. Um, it looks kind of a bit strange when you're applying for a visa and it says, what's your degree? And you say missions. And of course that causes questions. So it 
that could cause difficulties in some countries to um, arrive there. So um, that's my background. It's, it's like half and half of cultural studies, how to engage people of different cultures, but also I have studied like theology, um, I studied Hebrew, so it was very Which he liked. Which he liked, by the way. That, that's a rare person. Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. I enjoyed Hebrew a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it came in handy. I've actually used it um, when witnessing. I've come across people who would point to Hebrew words and say, see, because of this word in Hebrew, um, there's two gods or there's more gods because Elohim is plural. Yeah. And I've actually been able to defend, no, there's only one God. Let me tell you why. So. Cool. Fade off. <laughs> All right, Teresa, what about you? Tell us, about, I, when I came into this relationship, which was not too long ago, I just met her as Teresa, and so she starts sharing with me education, so I want her to do that with you. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, currently I'm studying PhD program on Masaryk University in economics. Uh, before that, I, I have two master's degree from art and economics, uh, which I'm, my art and economics now I'm using for my PhD thesis. Uh, I decided to focus on arts and medicine, and through that, uh, I'm trying to even share gospel with people, even though it's really on the beginning, but I'm trying. And then, uh, if you talk about uh, theology, so I studied for years. Um, we have some. We have one tiny school. It's not really a master's program or bachelor program, but it's more for certificates of Grace Community Church. Uh, it's under MacArthur's Church, so we have this in Czech Republic. So I decided to study biblical counseling there. Right. So on top of two master's degree, one in art and one in economics, now she's beginning to work on her project, which is going to be art uh, and medicine. You know how we have music therapists? We have canine therapy or whatever pet therapy that you bring in. We're going to do the same with art. And this is not being done. So this is this is kind of new, new stuff. Cool. We don't have it in Czech Republic. So I'm I don't know. Do, do you know if we have it here? Okay, all right. Well, she's trying to... Good, good. All right, so anyway, that's her education. But just the fact that she's got a double master's and is working on her PhD, I went, well, okay, in economics, no less. So <laughs> God bless you. We need folks like you. All right, Travis, you grew up in this church, and one of my favorite memories, I actually took a picture. I was going down to the high school to take pictures for some event. I can't even remember what it was. And Travis, uh, Travis, Travis used to run cross-country, and may still, I don't know if you're in that type of shape now. But anyway, uh, he was about ninth or 10th grade. And they have a little field house that's not the football field house. It's by the softball field there in between the school and the big field house. And he was sitting down there reading his Bible. You know, everybody else is off doing their own thing. And he's waiting for things to start. He's got a few minutes. So he's sitting there reading. So I took, I snuck a picture of him, showed it to him later. But I mean, he's just sitting there all alone reading scripture. That's, that's Travis. Travis has a heart for the Lord. He, he kind of grew up that way. So for him to end up missions in missions was, was not a big deal to me. If you, if you've known Travis and watched him growing up, it's probably not a big deal. But tell us just. Real quick, your motivation, why is missions a thing for you? Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess, real briefly, my, my short testimony here. Um, I had a friend who was um, on my soccer team, and we would meet 
together each day after school to play soccer. And one day he started to challenge me in my faith. And he started asking, like, why do you go to church? And do you love God? And why do you love God? And at first my answer was pretty weak. I was like, I don't know. Just kind of just do done it. it. This is what I've always done. Now, now, was he a believer? He was not a believer. Okay, he's just okay. okay. Um, and over time, uh, every single day so he was challenging me and questioning our, our faith. And so I came back with more answers, uh, started to read scripture more thoroughly. Uh, and my answers became more solid, uh, more, more founded. And then uh, that was like my first time really engaging in evangelism, I would say. And from that time forward, uh, I really began to like seek people out during lunch, especially where I would find someone sitting by themselves or, um, you know, the outcast group and would purposely sit next to them. And my other friends would be like, what are you doing? Those guys are weird. <laughs> you don't want to sit with them. I'm like, no, no, I want, I want to go talk to them. I want to share with them about Christ. And that also shocked my friends too. So that was middle school. Um, and after high school, I was, I was thinking of um, going military. So I, I did try going to the Navy. Um, and then I tried going to the Air Force. But God just put some barriers there. And then after a whole year of trying to get into the Air Force, I was like, you know what, school's starting soon. And so I decided to go to uh, Troop McConnell University where I got my missions degree from. And I um, was really active in the, in the school uh, missions program, uh, doing ministry in Athens, Georgia, with uh, homeless. And then we went to Clarkston, where I know some of you actually have gone to, Clarkston, Georgia, with the refugees. Um, we would go there each weekend, uh, just talking to people from all around the world. Um, and I even did human trafficking uh, outreach in Atlanta, Georgia, because uh, there's prostitution and, and people that get trafficked into Atlanta. Uh, so we would seek those people out and try our best to witness to them. Uh, so those are the, the things that we were involved in with Troop McConnell, uh, which actually led later to a mission trip to Czech Republic where I met Tereska. And, um, while there, uh, we got the chance to witness together uh, to people in Brno. And just from that time forward, I was like, um, okay, I, I think God is, is leading me there. But actually, it was before I met Tereska, <laughs> just so you know. Um, the Czech Republic was on my mind long before I even went there. Um, I couldn't really explain why. Yeah. Uh, but I just, you know... I couldn't, it's like the, the, the Czech Republic just kept coming back and yeah. back and back. And so. Um, That's the way God works. We don't, mm -hmm. oftentimes we don't understand. But did you notice it was when he, when he went on that mission trip? Mm -hmm. That is so common where people will go on a mission trip and it will light something in them. That's what happened to John and Molly. They went on one mission trip to Brazil, then went for the next five years consecutively to, um, where did we go? Nicaragua. And the next thing you know, the Lord is speaking to them, hey, this is you. I want you to do this. So now they're in, in Malawi full time. That's just the way God works. Teresa, you've got a different story. Okay. Briefly share with us just about your salvation and then your motivation for missions. Okay. So uh, my salvation, uh, well, 
Okay, so um, in Czech Republic, we don't really have access to the Bibles, so I didn't really know what the Bible is. It's just some strange book in a library who nobody opened for thousands of years and things like that. So, <laughs> so we don't really know it. Um, but um, when, um, so Bible was one of the important tools what God used when I first got her. But before that, I, um, um, I was scared because Catholicism is uh, the main, I wouldn't say the main, but uh, the best known religion in, uh, in Czech Republic. So my great-grandma, she taught me all these kids' prayers. So I knew what is happening. Well, then uh, she died and I kind of, kind of uh, forget God or anything what is happening about, around God and Jesus. I just saw these buildings and uh, beautiful architecture, but that was, that was it. And then one day I started to be really scared uh, that I'll go to the hell because I'm not baptized as a baby. So, um, because when you are not baptized as a baby, you have no grace. <laughs> so, uh, based, on, based on Catholicism. So then I decided to go to the church, Catholic church, and I asked the priest if he can baptize me. And he said that um, they already started preparation for baptism, so I couldn't do it. But I started to think, okay, but now when I die, I will really go to the hell. So I talked with my friend. And she invited me to Baptist church. She said that they are already starting preparation for baptism, that I can come and that they will baptize me there. So I'm like, okay, that sounds great. I'll go there. So, so I came and the guy, he said, what's your testimony? I'm like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> so I didn't know even like what word testimony means. So then he said, let's read John 3.16. I didn't know what is happening in John or what is 3 or what is 16. So I know nothing. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, oh my goodness. Okay, just, let, just baptize me and I'm leaving. <laughs> well, here, here's the truth. The person that she's dealing with knew enough to know that she wasn't a believer. Yeah. And that's where he's headed. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so now he's actually my really... Um, I really respect him. Now, I think we are good friends. And he, he let me there, sitting there for weeks, letting me, know, like, thinking that he will baptize me in the end. But he knew that in Czech Republic, I don't have any other access to real Christianity uh, and to understanding what Jesus is, so that this is rare opportunity. Uh, so in the end, he stood with me and he explained to me that uh, I'm not ready to be baptized, but that um, it's, it means that it's just symbolism, that it's nothing more, that it won't save me, so that I can find peace in, in the fact that, uh, that baptism isn't something that will save you, that it's Jesus only, and he explained me what relationship with Jesus means, and that's how I continue to go to the church, and that's Later on, I accepted Christ and understood what is happening when a person is saved. Now, it's interesting how her, her mother was Catholic. That is the predominant uh, religion there in the Czech Republic. And her mother, I mean, her grandmother had spoke, you know, that into her that you weren't baptized as a child, and that's not good. So it was when she's older, she's now searching, am I going to go to hell because I'm not baptized? And God used that to put her in front of somebody who knew the gospel. <laughs> and over time, she came to know the Lord. All right. 
So, oh, tell us about your motivation now, that now that you are a believer. Yeah. So I'm the believer, but I'm the only one from my enter- entire family who Which believes is big. in Christ. Which is big. Uh, so uh, my motivation is my family, because I, when I see their life, I, you know, people say that we are all, all evil, and it's truth. But when you know somebody who takes care about you from your children, loves you and takes care about you, you, you want them to go to the heaven and not to the hell. So my motivation is to share family, uh, is to share gospel with my family and to, uh, to somehow like, you know, that they go to the heaven, that they, they do repentance. So uh, it's also one of the motivation why we started church planting team and why I joined to the uh, church planting team in Bistritz, which is a district of Brno where I live. So we do some activities there for uh, for people in Brno. My great grand my grandfather he came there already. Uh, so and he said that he really admired my faith uh, and that people who serve around me other Christians that they are not so weird as, <laughs> as like they they think. So yeah, so it's. It's on a way when maybe they'll come to Christ, you know. Amen. That, that, that's what missions is about, yeah. is seeing people come to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. I'm going to have a short message here after we finish. This plays perfectly into just what we're going to talk about next. We got on uh, joshuaproject.com and looked up Czech. It's really Czechia on their site, but it's Czech Republic. She gave me a really big frown when I said Czechia. As in, no, that is not the name of our country. Our name is Czech Republic. Thank you. Anyway, uh, and uh, so we're just looking at the statistics. Tell us, tell us just quickly what we saw. Uh, so the Czech Republic's population is about 10.6 million. Um, and it's primarily made up of Czechs. Um, there's very few other uh, people groups present in large numbers at least um, and in that population there's only 0.74% that are evangelical Christians um, that's less than 1% y'all mm-hmm. that means one out of we did the math one out of 135 is an evangelical Christian mm-hmm. and as Tresca said um, the Catholic Church is the most well known religion there but really uh, Joshua Project says like 26% of the country um, is adherent to the Christian faith but that's including Catholic and Eastern Orthodox Church uh, which they base their numbers off of the what Trace was talking about the baby baptism so so long as someone's baptized as a baby they're included they they're included in the Catholic Church roles so those numbers are not correct at all um, Probably 98% of the entire nation is uh, would claim that they're atheist, um, and actually, there's for some reason they take pride in the fact that they aren't controlled by the church. So, like most of Europe is um, has some type of state church. Mm-hmm. Like in Germany, it's the Reformed Church and the or not the Reformed Lutheran Church, uh, Switzerland's Reformed Church. Those kind of organizations have control of the state. Um, but in Czech Republic, that's not the case. So, um, really, most people there have no idea about the Christian faith, and 
um, when you ask them about their faith and, and anything, because um, we when we did that mission trip together, uh, it was, we were using like a tactic called questioning evangelism, where you ask questions to engage people in the gospel. So um, we just approached people as taking a survey, and so the question we would ask is, uh, who is God? And then they would say, well, I, I don't believe in God, I'm, I'm atheist. You know, and I would usually rephrase it and say, well, if there is a God, who would he say he is? And then uh, they would usually respond with some type of uh, mystical force that would um, permeate the entire atmosphere. Like, God is everywhere, he is everything. Um, I had one man even say that we, ourselves, are God. Um, just very, um, like, I'm not even sure. Like, well, just mystical. It's yeah, out there. Mystical. It's something, but it's it's yeah. it's not knowable. It's right. not, you know, certainly yeah. not a relationship. Saying not knowable is um, absolutely right. How they think, because um, we have some youth that attend our um, our youth nights, and I asked one girl what um, I asked her that same question, and she responded that. Uh, she believes in the higher power, but she's like, I can't tell you his name. I can't tell you what he's like. I can't even tell you if he's physical, like if it's an actual like physical body, or if it's just like mist. Um, mm -hmm. And so we got to talking about that. But um, I, I did ask her, like, well, what what is keeping you from believing that the God of the Bible is the true God and is that Creator that you're talking about? And she's like, well. And she has some difficulties understanding um, mainly the Old Testament, like the sacrificial system, like how mm -hmm. could God say to kill animals and those kind of things. So um, that's just an idea of, of how faith is in the Czech Republic. It's, it's um, far from the Christian faith. And right. In other words, there's a need for the gospel. Mm -hmm. There's a need for an evangelical presence. Okay, tell us, when you go back, you guys are going to be working in a, uh, a church plant, right? Just give us an idea of some of the things that you do. Mm -hmm. uh, so as Teresa mentioned, she's been working with um, the Bruno uh, Bistritz team, uh, working with the church plant for the past five years. And then I, I came in July of last year, I've been working with them the past seven months as well. Um, so whenever I came, it was actually a week before we did our kids camp. So for a week we did uh, like an English camp with children, but of course we incorporate the gospel as we teach English. Um, so then after that week, we followed it up with um, a youth camp where we did much the same thing, uh, just more interactive, more games. Um, uh, that we would uh, break up into little groups and that's how me and Tresca really got to connect with a lot of the youth there and uh, we had our elder, one of our elders came and it's like, hey guys, we need to start the next part of the program and we're still talking in our group. We're like, just five more minutes please and um, then they would leave and come back like, we, do, we really need to start the next, next session but um, our group was great and we had some really deep conversations with our students. Um, and after that um, summer, after the camps were finished, that's when we started our youth program. Um, and currently we only have one girl that's attending, um, 
on a regular basis. Um, but thankfully, she already is a believer, so we're happy that she has already accepted Christ as her Savior. Um, so we're just discipling her and encouraging her to share her faith um, with her friends as well. Excellent. And hopefully more people will join along. Um, and then something else I think is really important to mention is, uh, as Teresa was saying, um, people have access to the Bible. They could go to the bookstore and get one. Um, but not many people would actually seek out a Bible. Um, so whenever I come across classmates from my school, um, and by the way, I take the English program, so my classmates are all from around different parts of Europe or different parts of Asia or wherever. Um, so I've actually had the chance to buy Bibles for my classmates. Uh, I had two um, uh, classmates from Belgium, and they speak Dutch, so I bought two Dutch Bibles for them. And, um, they had never owned a Bible in their mm. entire life, so they were like, wow, a Bible, and they were so excited for it. And um, I bought a, a Persian Bible for a guy from uh, Iran, um, and he was also very thankful. He's like, wow, I haven't seen my language in months. <laughs> so he was happy just to see his own language. Um, but I think most in, that the thing that most impacted me was during their kids' camp, there was a student uh, named Lukash. He was asking a lot of deep questions, challenging questions, too. Um, so we were talking a, a whole lot, and um, I decided to, to get him a Czech Bible. So when I gave him the Bible, he took it, and he just, he just stood there looking at it stunned. And he said, man, this is the best gift I could ever receive. Oh, wow. And he said... He, uh, didn't, he didn't know how true that is. Yeah. And um, he's just like, this is, this is the word of God. Oh. He's like, I have never had the word of God before. And um, he gave me a big hug. And then he, he thanks me over and over. And then he went out to go play with the other students because they had started um, their outside activities. So when I, when I came out later to join them, he came running back over. He's like, how much do I owe you for that Bible? I was like, Lukash, you don't owe me, you don't owe me for the Bible. I was like, it's a gift to you. And he goes, no, no, no. This is beyond value. I have to give you something in return. <laughs> so, um, If only everybody would respond to God's word that way. <laughs> right. So it was this um, so amazing to see his response to receiving the Bible. Um, and so we're just so excited that the word of God made him that happy and joyful. Um, and as far as we know, he still hasn't come to faith yet. Uh, he is 12, so I think he's just wrestling with some questions. Um, I, I think he, he's still stuck a little bit on uh, where, like creation. He had a lot of questions about creation. Um, so what's funny, though, is I met his brother, his older brother, at the youth camp. And when I mentioned Lukash, um, well, actually, I think I just told him my name. And he goes, oh, Lukash told me about you. And that's how we got, I got connected with his older brother. And he also um, was very excited to talk about, about God and about Scripture. And he said, yeah, Lukash has some deep questions. And uh, he's like, I didn't expect that from him. So we got to talking, too. And it's just amazing how God, um, you know, put me in a position where I met two little, brothers. Little connections. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's the way it works. Well, look, uh, Tereska, do you have anything that you would like to add that you has come across? You don't have to. Yeah, I, I can uh, actually say something about Just, the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, that when I, I think I had a similar 
experience when I received Bible first time because uh, you know uh, I think that the Bible is something what even though I didn't know what what John 3 16 chapters verses what is that when I read it I felt something that it's not just a book that it's a lie so the Bible <laughs> talked through me because it's a word of God so when I read the Bible for the first time, it was amazing because it really talked to me. And even though I didn't understand many things, I felt that it's more. So I think that this is what Lukash went through as well. I am not sure if, like, you know, in Czech Republic, we really don't have Bible verses on the streets or we <laughs> Not, not only like, any billboards I'm like, there, even huh? though sometimes I'm walking and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of out of context, but, uh, but uh, still, we don't have anything like that. So when you as a Czech person who never really received and understand Bible, and when Holy Spirit talks through the Bible, you really feel it. It's not that you say, I saw it that day on the street, on the billboard, on at the church. We just... When you read it, I felt it. So I think that it's really important for uh, for us all to understand that the Bible is is alive and that it can really speak to our hearts. Absolutely. No matter how old we are, he is twelve. Oh yeah. I was sixteen. You, yeah. So. Uh, okay, that, that's a great testimony. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna wind it up here. I just want to let you know that uh, uh, Travis and Teresa do not have a sending agency. Okay, uh, so you know the deacons and I talked last month about the possibility of the church being. Of course, we'd be the sending church for Travis. It's the only church he's ever known. So yeah, we'll be the sending church. But there's a difference between being a a sending church and being the the one, the only. Okay, and so we're talking about how, as a church, we might be able to support them, uh, you know, over the next months, years, you know, until maybe another agency they can get. You know, John and Molly went through four before they ended up with SIM, and that's a testimony of a lot of people. I was talking to the head of missions at, um, gosh, it's a big church right down there in South Florida, Crawley. Anyway, they run like four or 5,000 people. And the head of their missions department, I talked to him afterwards. I was trying to get some you know, information from him. And he says, and I said that they could not go through the IMB. And he said, we were turned down for the IMB because we have a special needs adopted son. So we were turned. That's, it's part of their thing. If you have any medical issues, it's hard okay to take care of those when you're thousands of miles away so basically that's kind of a it's a no-go with imb everybody's got to be healthy it's like okay whatever my point is there, there may be a sending agency out there that we will come across that will you know that they will go through and what have you but at this time they don't have a sending agency but they're still going to be doing the exact same thing they've been doing and are planning on doing uh, as missionaries there at a church plant now, it really excites me to see people excited about the Word of God. Even though they don't know it, they may not consider it. But, you know, you did. You knew it was special, and all you had to do was read it. And it's like, whoa. Uh, Luke just, how do you say it? Lukash. Lukash. Same thing. He knows it's the Word of God. That's, do you understand that's why Paul wanted to go to Spain? He wanted to go to some place that had never heard the gospel. 
He didn't want to go and build on anybody else's foundation. He wanted the thrill of sharing Jesus and see eyes opened, you know, through the preaching, through the word of God, which is what is going on there. So we're very excited for Travis and Tereska. Uh Just ask that you pray for them. What are the three ways that you can be involved in missions, whether you never get out of the pew or not? You can give, right? You can go. We'll probably take a short-term mission trip. Thank goodness it's only a day travel. I've been to places where it's three days in and three days home, okay? So you're six days traveling before you even get there and back. So it's, it's a one-day travel there. So we're looking at the possibility of doing short-term mission trips there, like a week long, right? Um, you, so you, you, can, you can give, all right? You can give money. You can go, short-term mission. And, of course, you can pray, that's, that's really foundation. Uh, without that, the rest doesn't matter an awful lot, all right? Uh, you need to be praying for uh, missionaries. Debbie and I support uh, four different missionaries, and so they're on our prayer list. We, we, we remember them. We think about them. We pray with them. We, you know, talk to them and what have you. So I'd encourage you to do that. All right. Is there any, I'm going to take a chance. We've only got two minutes left here before it's 12. Is there a specific question that you have for Travis or Tracia? Real quick, anybody? I got one. Oh, we'll go for it. Oh, Daddy does. Go, Daddy. Just explain the wedding ceremony and the English and Czech. Oh, you're going to do Duolingo? Oh, Duolingo. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my dad's asking about uh, how our ceremony is going to look like with two different languages. Um, actually, by law, we have to have interpretation. Um, we were going to have interpreter regardless, but... What, what do you mean? Uh, you're going to, were they going to do it in English, no. but you have to have a check, or are you going to do it in Czech and you have to have an English? No, like, that he knows that he's going to be married to me. That he knows that yes is yes. And <laughs> 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 wow. So, yeah, because I don't know Czech... Um, Fluently, they request that I have an inter interpreter there that will interpret the entire ceremony. So, okay, um, it would be done in Czech, and then they will interpret into English. Very good, yeah. very good. Been there. Yeah, uh, it's fun when you have a three-way, and I've done that multiple times. So I say it one language, this person says it in the next, and this says the person in the next. So I speak about every thirty or forty seconds. It's very interesting. <laughs> Well, God bless you guys. Uh, I know the Lord is all over your lives, and uh, we're just trying to figure out exactly how we can be involved. If you want to begin supporting Travis and Tereska right now, I'm just writing a church, writing a church, writing a check, and I put on the line underneath it, Travis. So we have a fund for him that has been going for I don't know how long, but quite a few months because there's a good sum of money in that, all right? Uh, so uh, we're going to be praying as a deacon body. I want you to be praying as a church body. What is our part in this to see God taken to the nations? That was what my sermon was about. Now, I, this, I got to read you. I'm going to read page seven to you. Uh, and this comes under the point we will experience God's blessing when we align ourselves with his purpose for the nations. That's, that's okay. If God blesses his people for the sake of the nations, then God is most, most likely to bless us when we are planning and longing and praying to bless the nations. If God wants his goods to get to the nations, then he'll fill the truck that is driving towards the nations already. 
He says he will bless, or I say he will bless the church that's pouring itself out for unreached people groups of the world. And this blessing is not payment for a service rendered, it's power and joy for a mission to accomplish. When we move towards the unreached peoples, we are not earning God's blessings, we are simply leaping into the river of blessings that is already flowing to the nations. Now how far does this blessing go back? It's, it's, in, it's, part, of, it's part of Psalm 67, you just need to read it and, and, and understand it in this light. It goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 12, part of the blessing of God for Abraham. The very last thing he tells Abraham, he says, and I will, and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Who's his seed? Bible tells us, Galatians uh, 3.16, that the seed is singular, not seeds, as in many, but one, and it's Jesus Christ. That Jesus is the seed of Abraham. And it's through Jesus that all the families of the earth will be blessed. I'll, I'll close with this, this, this quote. It's from a John Piper book. He says, missions exists because worship doesn't. Think about it. If everybody worshiped God like they were supposed to, we wouldn't need missions. Is there gonna be missions in heaven? No, because everybody there is going to be properly worshiping God. The only reason missions exist is because worship doesn't. So we're, we're trying to send Travis and Tereska, Tereska back to her homeland, Travis to his new home because it is ripe with people that need to know God. So that's missions for the purpose, for the ultimate purpose of worship. All right? Uh, Thank you, guys. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna forego uh, an invitation. If you've got any questions that have been raised in you, and 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 just like Teresa, she went to be baptized and found out she wasn't even a believer. And Lord, the Lord worked through that, and now she knows the Lord. She's serving the Lord. She wants her family to come know the Lord. Uh, just some great things are happening. Maybe you today need help in that area. And you realize just by the conversation we've been having, yeah, I, I don't know this Jesus. I really don't know about John or 3 or 16. Which, by the way, uh, what does it say? For, let's, say it, let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We call that the gospel in a nutshell. All right, you guys stand. Let's just close in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for uh, putting it in people like Travis and Tereska to go to parts of the world that don't know you and to share the good news of Jesus. And so, Father, for Travis and Tereska, we just pray your blessings on their uh, life. Father, as they're looking to get married here shortly, as they're continuing in the mission field in their studies, Father, we know that you're in control of all things. So we just ask that you bless them, that you give them your favor, Father, that they may proclaim the gospel to the nations. And thank you again for your son, Jesus. It's in his precious name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this podcast from First Baptist Church of Crawfordville. You can find more information and follow us on Facebook 
or visit our website, CrawfordvilleFBC.com. <laughs>